Mr. Pop. He's got four liters of barbecue sauce. He was finally able to set up the sex room, and the barbecue sauce was going to come into play big time. We're going to marinate and slather. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Rock and Roll podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. Brian Mannix and Mark Fine are the other gentlemen involved in this project. Hello, Mr Mannix. Well, that's bullshit to start with, isn't it? What? The other gentlemen associated with this program. Well, I, I you know, think you are. We didn't, we didn't even get 30 seconds into the show without you telling blatant lies. You yep. know, we can do better than this, Kev. We really can. No, actually, you know what? We can't. <laughs> ah, okay, we'll just go with what we've got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you, Brian? How was the weekend? Um, very good. Not without its dramas. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be bothered talking about it, but um, no, I had two really great gigs. Uh, met some lovely people, and um, you know, freezing cold in Melbourne. Glad I took my big jacket. Uh, wasn't bad yesterday, but uh, no, no, it was good. It was good. I it was really good to see Scotty and um, Sean Kelly and uh, play a few gigs and feel slightly useful and. Have some kind of purpose. Geez, that's an exaggeration, isn't it? Slightly useful. Well, you know, you spend most of the time <laughs> doing nothing. Uh, um, so, oh, yeah, good. I do actually do something. I spend Monday to Thursday watching Meatloaf at the grand final just so I can, don't get depressed. Yeah, well, uh, we can all do that and feel better about ourselves. And Mark Fine, of course, uh, the vaporizer, as we now call him. How are you, boys? Yeah, very well, thank you. Oh, look at you. It's like oh. it's like watching. It's like what like watching. Uh, Brian's the chimney sweep, and you're the chimney. It's it's unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, it's a phase I'm going through. Um, <laughs> so I love about you, funny. You don't. You never do things by halves. Your entire freaking body is is covered in tattoos, or just about. And now you're taking up smoking like it's it's an Olympic sport. Got a great tattoo today. Well, I was going to ask you because the Tattoo Expo was on in uh, in Melbourne over the weekend. Oh, I didn't go. Didn't go? No. Mate, you are the Tattoo Expo. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. You, you are the Tattoo Expo. You've just got Finey there and everybody can sit around and look at him for hours. Yeah, I've got another John, John Entwistle today, the, the legend of Australian tattooing. Yes, who we um, spoke about, the 80-year-old gentleman who uh, is yeah. uh, Flinders Street. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's that old, but no. he's yeah, close. Yeah. Um, uh, a classic today, a, a topless mermaid. A topless mermaid. always wanted a mermaid. mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, of course, topless, topless mermaids have been a big part of your life and you felt that you should commemorate the significance of the topless mermaid on your arm or wherever it is. Well, on, my, on my lower on my calf, out of calf, but look, I love fishing and I love women. So <laughs> half fish, half woman. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, though, though, 
<laughs> you don't. Brian. Well, wouldn't you have Brian, the mermaid on the top half of your body? Brian. Because the bottom half of the mermaid is the oh, – I'm just asking questions like no. Mike Willisy. That's all right. That's all right. Um, yeah, after three. And I've just come back. Yeah, I've just come back from Costco. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, for those yeah, who we- don't know, that's not a, a an outer suburb of Melbourne. It's actually, a, well, it almost is. It's a bloody great big department store that sells bloody great big lots of everything, and it's in Docklands, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So what you don't want to do is go there hungry. We spent hundreds of dollars, but. All these foods from around the world. I had a beautiful pork knuckle for dinner. Oh, it's magnificent. Uh, that's not a pig's trotter, is it? Um, no, it's not the trotter. No. It's down near there, though. God, yeah. it was good. Okay. Um, but don't you go, isn't Costco the place where you go and buy 750,000 rolls of toilet paper? And and they have. Well, that's what they say. Um but we had a great time there because Nat, Nat's got a broken foot, but they've got a motorised cart you can go around there oh, in. Oh, so God. We were, we were having a great fun. She'd, she'd be like George Costanza in Seinfeld, that episode in Seinfeld, yeah. before when he gets the yeah. motorised thing. Uh, it's great because when you reverse, it beeps like a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wide load, wide load, wide load. Um, <laughs> it was great. Um, from, what, from what I understand... Have it not been to Costco much, but I've heard it's not much of a place to go to to meet chicks, <laughs> and 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 some of the girls and men, when they back up just in their pants, that goes beep beep beep. Uh, that, that's so more you, that's more Walmart than Costco, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. no, look, it, is, it is it is great. It's got food from everywhere, from all these different countries, and yeah, they are big serves, but I mean not. You can choose what you want, but God, there's some good stuff there. Well, okay, you got a pork knuckle. What else? What else is there that is is you know out of the out of the the nor out of the the Safeway, Coles, Aldi, all the, all these different noodle soups which you never see, and then okay. these instant frozen dumplings and noodles and all the dumplings you can imagine. I bought my favourite, a big box of frozen mini Dagwood dogs. So they'll be going in the air fryer. I love dag. <laughs> I love dagwood dogs. Yeah, so do um, I. Because what every what every family needs a, tr- a, tr- a tray of eighteen Portuguese tarts. <laughs> yeah, right. Sounds like a wild party. <laughs> yeah, I got I got Portuguese tarts and dicks on a stick. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I was waiting for the Dagwood to to develop into some sort of uh, phallic thing, and I knew it would eventually. If if not from you, finally, I would have been disappointed if Mannix hadn't jumped in and uh, and and got a half well, a Dagwood over it. I think you're going to have twelve Dagwood dogs. Your next tattoo, you want to get some abs tattooed in because how fattening is a Dagwood dog? <laughs> That's well, about a week worth of calories for me. Yeah, I'll take. Uh, it's not a health food store. Like I love pistachio nuts, but unfortunately I've bought a bag of them, the four kilo bag. Oh, Jesus Christ, Finey. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, oh, bloody hell. The living room's going to look like a bottom of a cocky's cage. It'll be all <laughs> Oh, God. But, but, it, but at least he got the diet Dagwood dog. Yeah, of so, course he did. Um, yeah. You know, and Dagwood I bought, dog, I bought, no sugar. I was, now, I'm not kidding. I bought a pack of 
Gillette razors, and do you know what it said on the packet? Pat Cummins is a dickhead. No, three years supply. Three, three years. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Seventy-two uh, razor blades. Oh my God! Sorry, um, uh, you got two sons or one son? Two. One lives at home. One doesn't. Okay, so there's three male adults. Okay, I know women wear uh, use use razors too, but no, they're all. I'm always I'm always short of razor blades. I, I reckon now there's going to be enough. Right. Goodness. What does that cost you? About a hundred and twenty bucks. No, no, they were. 50, $59. Well, that's really good because they are so expensive, razor blades. That's why <laughs> yeah, they I were, only they shave were, about twice a week. They were 40 bucks off. So, I mean, if you look around there, there's some there's some good deals to be had. you you just got to buy big, you know. There's a barbecue sauce I like, but it only comes in the one-litre bottle and a four-pack. So I've got four litres of barbecues. Yeah, it's a good thing. If you're buying for a family, like if you went in and you're buying for your, you know, your sister-in-law, your brother-in-law and whatever, uh, that uh, you can you can make good sense out of that. Well, what I'm, what I'm getting from this, Kev, is that he's got four litres of barbecue sauce because <laughs> in his new home he was finally able to set up the sex room and the barbecue sauce is going to come into play big time. Yeah, yeah. We're going to marinate and slather and then lather. <laughs> yes, yeah, the broken foot is just a way of him getting to marinate the net later on. Oh, no, God knows what that is. Like how is, how is the lovely the Mrs. Fine? Sauce. Well, you know, we're learning to live with it. We're not happy, but we're... Life, life goes on, so that's okay. She's found a whole new uh, form of uh, entertainment, though, with all the different motorised vehicles she can go to and all the different places you visit. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you've sort of got to check out a place. If we want to go out and get something to eat, which we haven't really done yet, but now we've got to try and find a place that's got outdoor eating and ramps and yeah. stuff. I mean, it, it, on a serious note, you don't really think about it, but it would be no fun. I'm sure it is no fun. It's hard yards to be handicapped, I tell you. It oh, really is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't and we don't we don't think about the little stairs that you have to get up and go to. Oh, I went I yeah. went through the uh, what's the the thing they built over the top of the railway lines here in Hoppers today to go from one side of the highway to the other. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the bloody stairs, my God, the stairs were incredibly intimidating. Uh and then the alternative is to get the lift and get up and then you've got to manoeuvre your way through. It's like a bloody labyrinth. It's a, a shocking bloody thing. Um, yeah, and if you're doing that in a wheelchair or on a scooter or whatever, be bloody hard yards. Yeah, not easy. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of gigs, uh, Brian, you had uh, you mentioned uh, you did gigs on the weekend. You did Bird's Basement. Did the Barn? Was it the Barn? The other one you did? The Barn in Bayswater. Yeah, they're both good gigs. Both uh, good places to play. Um, Bird's Basement's pretty intimate. Normally a sort of jazz or cabaret thing, but. Um, no, it was great, yeah, and I thought we sang really well and um, we were funny and band was on fire. Can't ask for more than that. Crowd loved it, so, I know. will. I will reshare on, on the Facebook page uh, something Stephen Raitman sent me, um, who, who finally knows really well. Stephen, uh, and I think you may have even posted it today, Brian, was the uh, the uh, NXS song that you and Scotty did? Yeah. Never Tear Us Apart? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll put that um, up on the Facebook page, uh, on our Facebook page for uh, rock and roll as well, that people to have a look at. Well, 
Well, apparently, Scotty was telling me today that they've got the entire show. Oh. Uh, and then he's, they've also got our swing show, which we did, you know, and that's just something. Oh, you and Wilbur and there. Scotty. And we're doing, yeah, Bobby Darren and you know, all that stuff. So ah. hopefully um, we'll get them and be able to have a little look and critique of ourselves. Yeah. But I was quite happy with Never Tear Us Apart and uh, – I love the way that uh, Bird's Basement filmed it. It looks yeah, great. Yeah, it's good. No, it does look good. Well, we'll work that up so people may look. Now, finally, you went to a gig on Friday, which is uh, one that you go to every year. And uh, is this one that Devo was at? Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Now, is this Absolutely at Flemington? Brilliant. It's called Good Thing. Yeah. Yeah, Flemington, 50,000 people. Jeez. Um, headline act, Fallout Boy, could not care less. Anyhow, I watched a bit of Limp Biscuit, and I think we are we going to talk about it later on. Yeah, in the no, show, let's do it now. No, let's do it now. Okay, um, I reckon I saw two of Australia's most underrated bands of all time. Okay, so Devo were fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, now, I don't know if you know if you caught up with. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you caught up the news about Devo. But uh, it, it is their farewell tour, and based on playing at Flemington, they've, they're changing their name for the, the rest of their existence. They're going to become Maccabi Devo uh, because they're so over entrenched <laughs> with Flemington that they're changing their name. So a little, yep. bit, of, little bit of breaking news. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Boom Crash. They were fantastic. Absolutely yeah. rock. Oh, hang on. Wouldn't you know it? He's in the middle of giving Dale and uh, and Pete and those boys a big rally. He's, no, he's back again now, hopefully. Yeah, okay. There you go. Someone must be using your internet in your house, finally, because you're, you're you're ducking in and out a bit on us. But we want to hear your yeah, review. Right. Of, want to hear a review of this gig? All right, I reckon I know who. Why don't you have a quick chat with Brian, and I'll go have a quick word to the uh, <laughs> to the to the razor blade thief. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. okay. I'll be back in a sec. Someone's about to get a lecture in the fine household yeah. about the use of the uh, the uh, thing. Now we've got uh, coming up. We're going to look at this thing now, sort of without notes because I haven't. I'm not sure if you've had a look at it yet, Brian. But Rolling Stone magazine have an issue coming out called the Icons issue, and they've named fifty Australian icons in the yeah. music and entertainment world. And we're going to have a quick little uh, run through uh, the names that they put in there and give them a thumbs up or a thumbs down or just a WTF. Is it the woman of the year or just great Australian women? No, no, no. The woman of the year we're going to do next week. Yeah, our woman of the year next week. This is male and female. Yeah, and we'll do the men the week after. Great Australian icon. Now these icons, this no, this icon list is totally separate to the thing. Totally separate. It came out on Thursday. No, it came out on Friday, I think, or Friday or Saturday. And I saw it and I thought, oh, we should do something on that. So we'll go through the names alphabetically that are in this Mm -hmm. Australian icons list, um, and you can give them a yes, a no, or a WTF. Who the is that? Um, I I couldn't believe I came in at number six. I thought that was. I've Great checked. Anyway. I've checked. When, when there's no conflict of interest for us here because none of us are on it. <laughs> so <laughs> I know, Brian. I know how fine he did make it. Has got me buggered. But anyway, now let's get back to Finey's uh, review of the Good Things show at Flemington. Yeah. So Boom Crash Opera were fantastic. Very energetic. Youngsters got into it. 
you know, they've got some good songs. Yeah. Bloody oath they have. You know, this is the best best thing or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 the best thing. Yeah, hands up in the air. Hands up in the air, onion skin. Dancing in the storm is one of my favourites. Yeah, 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 and they really, really rocked it. So that was great. Devo were fantastic. I mean, I love Devo. They, interestingly, two of their most best-known songs they didn't play. Hang on, you've, you've, you've dropped that again. interesting. Uh, you, would you say two of their best-known songs they didn't play? Didn't yeah, play. Girl You Want. Girl You Want and Satisfaction. Oh, I like Girl oh, You Want. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I'd want to hear. Yeah, but they played um, obviously Whip It. Yep. And Freedom of Choice, Peekaboo, which I love. Yep. Don't know if you know that. Yeah, do know that one. Good song. And probably their favourite song is one that is so politically incorrect now, I dare not say the name of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, they were they were beautiful. And then so then I watched a bit of Limp Biscuit, who you know, Fred Durst is a bit of a wanker, but anyway. Um <laughs> still like they've got some, you know, pretty catchy numbers. But rather than watch Fallout Boy as the closing act, we went to another stage and watched the brilliant spider bait. And I love spider bait. Yeah. I mean, you know, Cram is so it, it's just such a powerful performance. And he got his son on drums there for a bit, Lonnie, and it was just really good. Did they finish with Black Betty? Yep. Yep. And yeah, it went for about went for about eight minutes. Yep. <laughs> an elongated version of it, and the crowd went crazy, and it was, yeah, she was rocking. But it was a, it was great fun. It was really good. Went with Roco. So yeah. So you mentioned your two two underrated bands. Is what are you saying? Boom, Crash, Opera, and Spider Bait. Are they the two you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they're two great Australian bands. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I think I think Boom Crash have been underrated for a long, long time, and uh, a very, very good pop band. Very, very good yep. pop band. Yeah, yeah. And, and they are. Yeah, and, and, you see, and you see, Boom Crash. They've got all these hit singles. They're awesome, and you know they do the you know summer on the heat or whatever the hell they call it. You know whatever those stupid joints say on wineries and stuff. And they put Boom Crash on first, and they treat baby animals like they're chisel. It's like, what are baby animals that Two hit singles, they're a good band, they're great, but don't try and tell me that they're better than Boom Crash Opera. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you know. I agree. Yeah, I like, I, don't, good, I have to say, I like baby animals. I think, shit all right. Yeah, I, I, I like them too, but yeah. tell me how many. Name two, name four of their songs, Kev. Uh, okay, I'm going to struggle, Rush You. Um. Oh no, I am going to struggle. Um, because give I, me some water. Because the funny thing is, they're not a band um, that get played a lot on radio now, and I I don't know why, but they don't. Whereas Boom Crash, I've played. I reckon down at uh, at Bay in the last three weeks, I've played Boom Crash three or four times. I've played Baby Animals once. I've played Chisel. Oh, yeah, I've played Chisel and Barnsley four hundred and fifty times. I'll tell you, you one thing. Yeah. An observation I made, I'd much rather have Boom Crash Opera at halftime than Hunters and Collectors. Oh, shit, yeah. And, I mean, uh, what a great football song. This is the best thing, you know. This yeah. Is, it's a great song. Hands hands in the air, a really good song for a crowd. But well, I, I, rang, I rang up my mate 
in the AFL the other day, and I said they, they want to have entertainers, and I agree with the boom crash would be great. Um, but I reckon they should look at Dolly Part. Did you see Dolly Parton perform at the halftime Thanksgiving NFL game? The the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. I've seen I've seen bits and pieces of it. She she brained them. Yeah, she has her body. She must be eighty one or something. Looks like she's about nineteen. Oh well, part, um, parts of her are nineteen. Well, yeah, yeah. She can keep the place in the park. <laughs> yeah, but, I think so. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. She's saying, you know, a bit of Jolene. Everybody loves girls, especially love Jolene. They're nine. Okay, I understand you as an audience. And then, you know, the Queen thing, you know, um, we are the champions and we will rock you. Wow, great little show. Well, she's done that rock and roll album um, uh, that uh, everyone's guested on with McCartney and all sorts of people are guested on her. Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, yeah, it's a a massive album. God, I don't think she'd be fantastic for the grand final. I think she'd be terrific. Um, and, you know, you could get you, Jackman, to get up with her and sing Islands in the Stream or something, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, if it's a 20, 30 or 30 minute show, what a, what a kiss, kiss Two, Four songs? Yeah, that's all she did at the NFL. Yeah, well, that's all uh, she'd need to do. She did a, an abbreviated version of Nine to Five and Joel. And, you know, it was, it was good. She made the point and moved on to the next song. Yeah. It's really good. Look, she so, could do she could do an Olivia Newton John song easily, and that would be um, you know that would be pretty pretty bloody special too. So I, I yeah, I, she'd be great. Yep. Speaking of grand finals, hey, there was one on the weekend, and you both picked the winner. Hey, didn't do you any good, Brian, but you picked it. Did I come second at least or equal second at you, least? You came, you came equal second or last as we like to call it. Um, <laughs> and I, no, came, well. I came equal second or equal second as I like to call it. Right. And that means the winner, ladies and gentlemen, with a score of 59, is the one and only Mr Tipster himself, Mark Fine. Congratulations. And, and what great news because Lenny's Deli, during the week, put up twenty five thousand to the winner. <laughs> wow, wow! And you just spent it to Costco. Well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I won the men's tipping and the women's yeah, tipping. It's 50, 50 grand in total. Yeah, there you go. You know um, what? Finally, you know what? I think there was some overseas travel tickets in there as well, wasn't there? In the prize package for you to fly yeah, away on right. about the fifteenth yeah. or sixteenth of December. So you take them too. And, and yeah. don't forget the luggage and your new car. Yeah. Plus, plus a Clark pool and the Ballantine's chocolates. <laughs> that is exactly what, what I wanted. Actually, my son was looking at a, a a swimming pool today at Costco. Oh God! Don't don't start bringing swimming pools up. God Almighty! Oh, He's looking at a swimming pool at Costco. The they box. sell swimming pools. You know, yeah. ones you ones you put together. Yeah, yeah, outdoor on ones. On the box it says, takes, so it says, follow the video tutorial and takes 30 minutes to assemble. <laughs> oh, bullshit. <laughs> you, you, can get, you can get blow up ones. I had one in Airport West and it was about two foot, two and a half feet deep and it just blew itself up, came with the pump. Yeah. And, you know, really hot day. It was fantastic, you know, because it was only two foot deep. The water would get warm and you sit in there, listen to music and have a cocktail and 
it was really quite good. So, you know, and then the good thing about that is you could just pack it up after summer was finished. Now, of course, so, Brian, now, of course, you just yeah. walk literally 15 feet into, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Gold Coast uh, beaches. Well, I did go swimming the other day. I went three times. Uh, water was 23 degrees Celsius. Lovely. Um, and then I'm sitting in Melbourne on Friday or Saturday and Casey sends me a picture and it's her and my friends on the beach and and I looked at, and it's 32 degrees, 16 in Melbourne. Nah. Well, it's th- it was 30 in Melbourne today, I have to say. It was actually a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. So well done, Melbourne. Yep, we got one. We got one. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Summer's, summer's been and gone. All over. We're back down to 15 by Friday, I reckon. There we go. Uh, so uh, we should talk about the AFLW Grand Final. Um, Brisbane won it by kicking four goals to nothing in the last quarter. Yeah, quite, it was pretty spectacular, wasn't it? Quite an extraordinary uh, win for the Brisbane team and for Craig Stasevich and his girls, so good luck to him. Yeah, yeah very impressive. Absolutely. Now, uh, the first uh, test in the summer of cricket gets underway in a bit over a week's time. Australia will take on Pakistan. Uh-hoo. Uh-hoo. Everybody's rocking and rolling down in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be massively huge. And the uh, bigger news is that uh, uh, the former teammates of Mitch Johnson and Davey Warner are at one another's throats at the moment, um, having a little standoff over uh, over Warner's summer farewell tour. He's doing a John Farnham. He's got dates booked in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Perth for his farewell performances. A bit like a rock star rather than a Opening batsman for a cricket team, isn't it? Certainly one that struggled over the last 18 to 24 months at test level. Yes, very much so. There was that great great double sanctuary, I think, here in Melbourne. Yes. But um, I wouldn't have thought his name's written in stone. I think that Andrew, I heard Andrew McDonald, he's not totally committed to it, but Warner will start off opening. He wouldn't want to fail. The problem is there's no one knocking the knocking knocking down the door to take his spot. You've got Renshaw. Oh, probably Bancroft would be number Bancroft one. Bancroft is the one. He scored the most runs in Shield cricket in the last two seasons out of all those blokes. Um, the guy I'd like to have a look at is a guy who scored quite a few runs too, the opener for South Australia, Hunt. I wouldn't mind Mike seeing Mike. No, him. No, not Mike or his brother. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Brian. No. Um, no, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know him. Uh, Hunt, no, I don't know him. I, I, I would have thought that had Cam Bancroft not been involved in the Sandpaper Gate thing, he would have been in the team already. Yeah, probably. I think he's. Um, yeah, I think I think he he suffered the most from that in terms of what it did to him. Um, and then, uh, even though, despite the the amount of runs he scored both here and in England in the last uh, eighteen months, two years. He just can't seem to get a um, a look in. Not quite sure why. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Warner did it on purpose? What set him up? Yeah. 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 Kept him out of the team for a couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I, I, I have no idea how. I, I, I'd love to know one day the real the real story behind how all that happened. I'm not sure that we'll ever know that. Do you think that man really walked on the moon, too? I'm not sure about that either, Brian. 
Uh, could have been a sound stage at the back of uh, the Hollywood Hills, directed by Stanley Steven Kubrick. Spielberg, and with starring starring Stanley Don Hanks. Ah, oh, well, there you go. No, I think Man Walked on the Moon, and I don't know. I don't know what happened with that uh, sandpaper gate stuff. I uh, scratch my head about how that how that ever ever happened to this day. Still, but anyway, we'll no. play we'll play Pakistan. Uh, the Matildas got flogged by Canada. Has she dropped, has she dropped out again? Finey, Finey. Yeah, I think he's yeah. gone again. No, he's there. Oh, okay, but he's moved locations, and I don't he, think where he's moved to is good. No, we're Thank struggling. Goodness. I thought I was going to have to help with the sports review, for God's sake. Now, you'll need to move again, Finey. I know you moved to be where you are, but you'll need to move again. Okay, I'll move in a moment. Yeah, he'll move in a moment. He's just wiping his bum. He'll be right back. <laughs> okay, this. well, look, you know, I, Kev, I'll just say this. I thought it was a great effort by both teams. I don't know what we're talking about. But I thought <laughs> both teams really put in. And, um, you know, it could have gone either way, but... Uh, I think uh, we had a rightful winner, as it turned out. Uh, a bit of controversy about the umpiring. But, um, you know, I think all in all, it was a good result and certainly great entertainment for everybody that watched right. it. Lovely summation of uh, Canada's 5-0 win of, uh, over uh, over the uh, Matildas. Thank you, Brian. And thank you, finally, for uh, your contribution to that too. Perfect. Um, Right, I'm back. Yes, beautiful and uh, lovely to have you back as we uh, get ready. We're going to have a look at this Rolling Stone icon list in a minute, but, Brian, you know what? It's time to open up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's very sad episode of The Deathalyzer. And it is a sad one. Uh, it start with the oldest with the oldest person to have died in the last week that we know of, Henry Kissinger, at the age of 100, the former US Secretary of State. Passed away. Controversial diplomat. Certainly did a lot of good things. I don't know. I'm not overly familiar with his career, but he... Now, Brian, you sound like you're in the bottom of a well. Apparently he did some really... Hang on. Is that better? That's better. Yeah, apparently he did some really good things um, that I, you know, I don't really know, but uh, I did enjoy his performance on The Simpsons. In the Simpsons, was he? <laughs> yeah, he dropped it. Homer comes in with the yeah, he glass. Dropped his, he, dropped his, he dropped it in the toilet, didn't he? Yeah, then Homer found the Henry Kissinger's, I can't tell anybody that my glasses are in the toilet. <laughs> then Homer gets in and gets the glasses, and he's wandering around banging in the walls. Because and, yeah, so anyway, so okay. his performance in the Simpsons was certainly worth making him worth mentionable. There you go. Henry Kissinger passed away at the age of 100. At the age of 90, Frances Sternhagen, the actress who was in ER, she was in Cheers, she was uh, Cliff Clavin's mother in Cheers and she was also had a, a, a role in Sex and the City. She passed away at the age of 90. Uh, so that was, Never made it to The Simpsons, though, Kev. No, I don't think so. No, she might have. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she did a lot well, of stuff. You know, I think she deserved a little cameo on The Simpsons. She did. She's a really good yeah. actress. I really liked her work. Um, and... The one what that she in, what she in that I would know. ER, Cheers, and Sex in the City. Who'd she play in Cheers? Cheers, she was uh, Cliff Clavin's mother. Okay, I didn't watch Cliffy, that, anyway. Cliffy the post, the postman's mother. She was, uh, she was. That wasn't a, wasn't a major she, role. It was a bit great part. in that. She was. She was yeah, really good it was in a that. Bit part, but very fun. Yeah. Yep, very funny. One of those, one of those fabulous cameos that people do that uh, you might only appear in one in every ten episodes or something, but 
when you do, it's like, oh, this, this Cliff's mum, she's in. That's good. Uh, no, she was really like good. the detective, like the detective in the in Seinfeld from the library. Yeah, those sort of roles. Exactly. Yeah, just a, wow, what a performance. That's great. Yeah, never yeah. a starring role, but do one of those little cameos, just come in, do a little bit, and then walk it and then come back in again later. There's a lot Deal of those in Seinfeld. And then leave. Yeah, good on. Now, now the good one on. I know that will uh, will upset both of you two and you will have noted uh, is uh, the, the passing of uh, Shane McGowan at the age of 65. Lead singer of the Pogues. That's the one. Now, I'm trying to now, remember. I was, talking to, I was talking to John Entwistle today who's got, my tattooist. Yes. Not the Who, not from the Who. Yes. And he's just got an encyclopedic knowledge of music. We were talking about Sean McGowan and, and I said, to be honest, I really only know Dirty Old Town. And he goes, look, I loved that song so much when I heard it. I went out and bought the album it was on and he said it was the only song worth listening to. So I don't know much else about the Pogues. I just know Dirty Old Town was just, you know, it's, it's not their song. It's a song from the 40s apparently, but um, it's such did a great version. But I don't, did they I don't do know a lot more about him. Other than, here, here comes, comes Granny. Your, here comes your man. Okay. I think that's a great song, but probably not best done by them. But, no, we, we actually spoke about him very early on in the early days of rock and roll. And I think the uh, the topic was that week, Kev, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, ugliest men in rock and roll. And <laughs> yeah, he was a hands-down winner. Yeah. Isn't there a Christmas song they did that everyone raves about? Yeah, it looks to me and finally rave about it now. Um, <laughs> no, there's some, there's a, I remember there being discussions about a Christmas song. But, yeah, he passed away at the age of 65. He's not well for a, for a fair while. And, you know, when I do this list each week and I go through and I look through Wikipedia of uh, who's died, occasionally someone will just catch your eye. Well, two caught my eye this week and, and I don't want to, you know, uh, Take away it, anything have you, from. Have you, have you got a have you got a couple of wild cards coming? A couple of wild cards like. coming in that you might not have heard of, but uh, you might know. But I just I just thought it would. They just caught my eye when I was looking down the list today, and I thought <laughs> it's either someone at Wikipedia taking the piss, or these people actually did exist, and they decided that uh, they'd put them in. First one is uh, an eighty-year-old Spanish um, dancer and illusionist who passed away. God rest the soul of Sticky Vicky. <laughs> the Spanish dancer and illusionist who passed away at the age of 80. Fighting. Who was her best friend? Vicky, I, I saw Sticky Vicky's act. <laughs> I don't know. If, but And then the one that actually really tickled my fancy first up was the South Korean film director. Well, that, that's it. That's that's. So you know Sticky Vicky. <laughs> who tickled my and fancy. Tickly, yes. Yeah, yeah, she used to do that. As part of her act, that was also a very, a, a very funny thing. A very funny thing where she'd steal the, the, the you know, she used to do bucks nights, and she used to steal the bucks's telephone. Very funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, and and what she did with the toffee apple, which is how she got the right. Name. Okay, <laughs> fine, thank you. Now um, it was terrific. The other one that yeah, caught my, eye, the other one that caught my eye was the South Korean old, film did, director. You know, she was she was known as Old Honey Drinker. Oh, well, she was still. One of the founding members of Yoko's Pussy, and uh, I think she started she off was. on the bass and ended up on the keyboards. Yes. But, um, 
certainly been contributed yeah. to their sound, their songs and their legend. And uh, and because she was an illusionist, she could actually play the keyboard while holding the double bass uh, at the same time. Well, amazing. I've never seen a girl get sawn in half while singing, <laughs> you know, You're the Voice as well as she did. Uh, okay. And uh, the South Korean film director who passed away, man responsible for classics like The Sea Village, Kim Soo Young died at the age of 94. Kim So Young, not so young when Kim died, um, but uh, he was no, still Kim So Young. But uh, anyway, Brian, close it up before I do more damage. I think I had a bit of a bowl of Kim So Young. Kim So Young, yes. The, um, at the uh, Korean restaurant. Why, anyway. Kim, why Kim die so young? Why Kim So Young die? Well, I don't know. But remember when 1997, when it was like Dodie dies, die doesn't. You know, that was terrible headlines. Do, do, anyway. uh, yes, okay. Close it up, Brian, before we do more damage. We should, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes tonight's episode of The Death of Who's an Aussie icon? Rolling Stone magazine of name 50. Now, it right. clearly has to fit into the Rolling Stone kind of uh, school of, you know, cool. So... Or we, we want to have a discussion about this as to whether you think these people are Aussie icons. A yes or no or a what the f- is going on here? Some of some are really obvious and others you go, right, oh, hang on a minute, how's this work? And keeping in mind that they've obviously taken the, us- the great Australian thing of including New Zealanders in it. I noticed Russell Crowe was in there and I thought, can I, can I add one in that's not there? Yeah, you can in a minute. Let me, let me, let's just start, yeah, let's yeah, start to go, go through right. from the top. Uh, yes or no, uh, Aussie icon, Angus Young. No argument there, is there? But, so what, what number are we starting at? Well, no, they haven't numbered them. They've just done them in alphabetical order. I think they might number them. I'm not sure if they number them okay. in the magazine, but this is they've released the 50 and uh, Angus Young. Uh, no problem with Angus Young, is there? No. Although he's English. Well, yeah, theoretically he's born in England, yes, and uh, one of the 10-pound pomps. Okay. Mm. Okay. Bic Bic Runga. (laughs) Who? Bic Runga. Singer, songwriter and multi-instrumentalist and pop singer and a New Zealander who had one hit and uh, I can't even remember the name of it now. It's good. I'm sorry, Vic, but you can fuck right off. Unless finally has got something different to say on I, the matter. But. I don't think I had that as an option, but never mind. Uh, so no tick for Bic? Bic? Bic. Yeah. It's Beck as in Beck. You know how New Zealanders say deck as in dick. This is Beck as in Beck. It makes it yeah, worse. Well, if you're going to make up names, this isn't going to work. All right. Aussie icon. Carl Barron, the comedian. Bonnie. Take that as a no. What? <coughs> WTF. Yeah. Uh, well, he's a very good comedian, but I, Aussie icon? I don't know. Kate Blanchett, no. I don't think there's any problems with Kate. Yeah, she can stay. Chris yep. Hemsworth? Oh, yes, Definitely. Yes, love Chris Hemsworth. Okay, now I'm 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 probably going to differ with you two on this one. Chris Lilly. Oh um, yes, yes. Nah, not for me. Ooh. Not for me. Not all of his work, but some of it's 
really great and it did have a really big impact. But yeah, look, I could probably go either way I'm, on that one. I'm, I'm hilarious. Dennis Lilly, maybe yeah. Crystal Lino. Um, Dame Hinawihi Mohai, a musician and producer, I have to quite frankly say never heard of her. Well, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you just She's take us through some of her uh, some of her producing uh, credits, Finey? Well, Yoko's uh, pushing she... second album. She did that with their best work. Thank you, Brian. Um, <laughs> I think I think she produced two little mohais. Yeah, thank you, um, Daniel Johns. Well, I'll say genius. I don't know whether icon, but very, very, very talented. And on that. Strange line between genius and insanity. Um, but gee, that diorama album of his is like it's crazy that it works. It's like music from a mad band, but it's wow. You're in so, the tu- you're in a tunnel again, Brian. Get back to where you were before. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, so for, yeah. yes for Daniel. Well, genius for for, for Je- Daniel. I don't know. He's an icon, but certainly a genius. What about you, Finey? Have you mean? Yes, I mean. Keeping in mind it's know, Rolling Stone magazine, spent, I reckon with that in the in the backdrop, yeah. I'd go yes. Oh, look, I'm saying yes. Spent most of his life not doing anything, but what he has done has been things with brilliance, yes. Dave Hughes. The comedian. Is there another one? No, 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 no. I yeah, well, yesterday I took the kids down to the beach. And then nothing happened. And I said, why has nothing happened? So I just going to tell you all about it. Yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. Look, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It was, it was cute for the first couple of years, but I'm over it. But is he an icon now because he's done The Masked Singer, he's done The Project, he's done radio, he's done... He's, does... probably, he's probably more of an icon before he did The Masked Singer. And radio, but yep. anyway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Deborah Malman, I think she qualifies. She's done some really, really important work and some really good work as an actress. Well, I think all mailmen and male women should be nominated. <laughs> it should be under P for Posty, not under M for Malman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Underrated. Underrated hard workers, yeah, <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, no, they rain, hail, shine. They, don't, they, you're very right. You're right. You know, funny. You're right. They should be I'll up have there. To concur with that. I'm they surprised you didn't change the name to. I'm surprised you didn't change or somebody make you change the name to Deborah Female Woman, <laughs> or or Deborah FedEx. Yeah, well, they do do a lot of their deliveries now, don't they? A lot of those. Um, no doubt about this one, Elle McPherson, icon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Eric Banner, funny. Only because she allowed herself to be photographed back in the day in the St Kilda Jumper, I'll say yes. All right, well, speaking of St Kilda Jumpers, Eric Banner, is he an icon? You bet he is. That really yeah. one of our greatest actors. That, that performance in Chopper was, even though the Steen Sealer Man... Steen Sealer Man extravagant. But I reckon he's brilliant. Absolute Australian icon. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I concur. Yep. 
the Finn brothers. Now, Brian's going to vote for one of these against and one of these in, but I, I reckon that the Finn brothers as a pair, and that's what they put them up as, absolute icons. They can both go and fuck off on a leaky boat because they're not from Australia. So Well, we said that we've done that Australian thing where you include the Kiwis in it. There's, this is dripping with Kiwis. Well, I'll give Neil a Guernsey, but as yeah, you said. Yeah, you see, no, I knew you'd no. do that. Um, Jim can go and... Finey, the, um, the, uh, the voice of reason here, uh, Finn Brothers. 100%. Yeah. 100%. What about Flea? From Red Hot well, Chili Peppers. I don't really particularly like this Red Hot Chili Peppers. They keep rewriting Suck My Kiss and Under the Bridge mm-hmm. and calling it new names. Um, but Flea is an amazing bass player and um, anybody who gets up on stage in the nude is uh, certainly well known um, and I did enjoy the, the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers work in Point Break uh, with our bad guys and we're shooting up. Patrick Swayze and all the cops. Mm. But, um, yeah, look, it's not my cup of tea, but yes for me. Okay. Finey? Well, hang on, why is he considered Australian? Because he's born here. Apart from that, I can see yeah, no well, reason. I see then I where New- Finey's going with this. Well, but all the New Zealanders in New Zealand till they moved to Australia, but didn't he do all his work in America? Yeah, no, he did all his work. He was born here, but he did do all his work in America. You're yeah. right. But you can't have it both ways. If all right, I accept that Russell Crowe and the Finn brothers and whatever made their name in Australia. But if you're born in Australia and made your name in America, then big bloody deal. Yeah. Anyhow, whatever. Okay. I'm just looking to see if uh, Rick Springfield. Controversy here on the here on the quiz. Uh, hey, uh, Hamish and Andy, you would have to consider icons if you're going to put Carl Barron and Dave Hughes in, wouldn't you? Well, I haven't put Carl Barron or Dave. No, in, no, but and... I'm saying for <laughs> <laughs> Rolling Stone, so don't get bloody, yeah, don't start getting factual are, with me, Mannix. You'll confuse me. You are, you are 100 percent right, Kev. If you were going to put Dave Hughes and Carol, Carl Barron in, then you would definitely put Hamish and Andy in. But we didn't put Carl and Dave in, so there's your answer. Right, thank you. Uh, and They're lovely uh, blokes, that by the way. Yeah, they are. Uh, what about yourself, Funny? You, are they... Oh, look, I'm happy, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to put them in. They're not my cup of tea necessarily, but yep. they they seem like lovely people um, and pretty funny. But I can see where this is headed, and you can tell me now because I am willing to leave the podcast now and forever if Peter if Peter Helley is on this list because <laughs> you will not be you will not be able you will not be able to censor me hang on i'm just getting down to the p's okay now hang on i'll go through i'll just i'll jump to the p's before we get to the next one in the h's i'll jump to the p's and i reckon the p's are pretty easy there's only two paul hogan and paul kelly not a problem not a problem all right I'm, no I'm no, no peter no peter is at all Where's Peter Andre? Yeah, well, he's not in there. No, there's no more. That's the end of the well, piece. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask the question that everybody's asking. Mm-hmm. Where in the fuck's Peter Hickson? Well, he's not in there. He's he not anywhere. Talking. No. He's yeah, well, that's a very good point. Well, a good point all up. Sad to see Hitch not doing the weeknight news. Oh, we're yeah. going to miss. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, I will. I don't. I don't watch a lot of news, but when I do watch the news, um, and and uh, and if I do watch Channel Nine news, I, I enjoyed that bit of it. Oh, yeah. that, that's one that. of my that's one of my favourite bits. And 
the video went worldwide when the seagull got oh, in front of shit, the camera that was behind funny. him. The shit looked like it was a four-foot seagull behind him. That was hilarious. They went to America and England and all around the world. Yeah, but, no, um, he's... And he is, he is undoubtedly the nicest bloke in in showbiz I've ever met in my life. I agree. Um, yeah, and he is he is an icon, but I don't see. There's hardly any television people in this, so I don't know that. Uh, oh, there are some. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, <coughs> Hugh Jackman, <coughs> obviously, yes. Yes. Hannah yes. Gadsby. Who? <laughs> Hannah Gadsby, the comedian. Don't know her. Oh, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> no, that's not a, no, that's a stage name. Have you name. ever met a more <laughs> man-hating bitch? You know, and I mean, there's a lot to, to hate about men. We are pathetic. Yeah. But oh, she offends me. Um, no, I, I do well, not like that book at all. Hang on, hang on. Did she really offend you, Brian? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. She's. No, I'm saying, do you find her her offensive? I find her incredibly offensive. All right, I'm voting her in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As he takes another big on the vape, uh, the vape horizon there. I've never heard of her, but she's made a comeback. (laughs) Oh, Oh, goodness me. Yes. I'm not a fan either. You Uh, You don't even know after, you just look at her and you can go, right, you hate men. Right now, Brian. The what about Gans- what, the Great Gatsby? What about Izzy Azalea, the rapper? Oh, I think she went to school with my son. Is she the one that does all the looping and shit? I have no idea. I'm I'm such not a rap fan or rapper look, fans or well, any of that the stuff. Fact that, that, look, she's obviously doing well. The career's on its way. Probably too early to call her an icon. I would have thought so. Jackie Weaver, though, you could call an icon, I reckon, absolutely 100%. Well, legend probably, but, yep. 100%. Yep. Germaine Clement and Brent 100%. McKenzie from Flight of the Concords, Brian? Who? <laughs> They're musicians and comedians, Brian, from Flight of the Concords. Uh, okay. okay. Well, I'll have to check them out. I'll move on to Jessica. Not ready to put them in the icon package yet, though. Jessica Mowboy. <laughs> Bit early for her to be an icon, I reckon. I'd say yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim, I'll, I'll Jim, say yes because if I don't, I'll be accused of being racist. No, you won't. Jim Jeffries. Nearly. Oh, you reckon the one percent? The one percent show ain't helping him. No, it's not helping but, him. But is he an Australian icon? He's another one. He falls into finest category of. Born here, but did all his work and made his name really uh, in America on, on the stand-up circuit. Yeah, but that's the way we judge everybody because we've got an inferiority complex. Kylie Minogue would have lasted if she hadn't had huge success in England. Like, oh, that's our Kylie. You know, um, she hasn't been buried here, but she had overseas success, and it's the same with. Everybody, you know, yeah. as soon as America or England accepts them, we go, yeah, they're good, they're good. You know, I mean, at work, they were probably lucky to pull 40 people at Bananas before Peter McKeon got them in the studio and fixed them up. So, you know, I don't worry about them making their success overseas because I think that's what 
makes us give them approval. Yeah. Uh, comedians are really, I mean, they're very difficult for comedians. I, I, I've seen Jim Jeffrey stand-up stuff and I don't mind it. I wouldn't, you know, write home about it, but uh, I don't, I've, I've enjoyed it when I've watched it. Uh, the 1% show I've watched about 10 minutes of and thought it was just a crap show, didn't like it at all. Um, Jim Minchin probably deserves a mention. Uh, let me get down to the T's. Where is the alphabetical by Christian name? And the T's. No, he's not in there. I'll do the T's for you. Tony Collette. Wow. Yes. yes. I reckon. Yes. Tina Arena. Yes. Yes. Tamara Morrison. Oh. Once Were Warriors. He was the main actor in Once Were Warriors and did Speed with uh, Sandra Bullock. I think he's fantastic, but I'm not going to give him icon. Yeah, I don't know if he's icon. He's also done um, – I notice he, he bobs up at all those um, comic convention things, so he must have done The Voice or something or one of the uh, – He was in Star Wars. Was that what it was? He was in Star Wars. Yep. He's a very good actor. One of the Star Wars. Yeah, very good actor. Yeah, yeah. How's he Australian? Well, again, it's dripping with New Zealanders because I don't know who a Taika Waititi is either, the filmmaker and actor. He's he's a genius. Yeah, he's great. He made... um, He he does my favourite show, What What We Do do in the Shadows. Uh, He he also did Thor Ragnarok, which was the first time Thor was... Yeah, and Reservoir... and reservation dogs. He's he is, abs- He's New Zealand. Hmm. He is yeah. an absolute genius. There you go. And he and he also did the um, the one about the rabbit, which was about Hitler and Nazism and shit. Yeah, no, he's very good. Okay. Yeah, no, he, he's a genius, he, and he played he did, in Ragnarok. He's the big rock alien that says like a Kiwi again. Hey, bro. Yeah, okay, bro. We're gonna do this. Yeah. No, he's great. He's He's New Zealand's Tarantino. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, I'm he's, assuming that his, bro- da- his dad's Maori, his mum's Jewish, so he does. That's why he did that thing, that rabbit thing, and whatever. So he's got an interesting background. But he's that. What we do in the shadows? That's one of my favourite shows of okay. all time. I'm assuming Rolling Stone because Rolling Stone, uh, the sort of the Southern Hemisphere version, is basically sold in Australia and New Zealand. I guess that's why they're doing this because Sam Neill's another one who uh, I don't think there's any question about Sam Neill. Oh, yeah. Absolute icon. Yes. What about Russell Crowe? I I think he he deserves. If we we can claim him as an Australian, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yep. though, Though you know what they've called him in this, Brian? No. Actor and musician. Actually, there's one of his songs I don't mind. And oh, I really? Play it, I, pull, I pull it out every now and then and I play it to them and say, what do you think of this song? And I say, yeah, it's not bad. And then, then I tell them that it's Russell Crowe. It sounds a bit like Lou Reed in that. Oh, okay. But, um, not bad. He's got that big timbre so, in his voice. You should use it for that to, to sound like that. Yeah, um, just sing down low, Russell. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of his stuff. What I have heard I didn't particularly enjoy, to be honest. But I don't want to hear him singing a Beatles song. No, thanks. Sia, mm-hmm. the singer-songwriter, what about her? Used to guy. Oh, no, she's the one who runs around in their undies. She's the one who was, uh, I think, a uh, house uh, made of uh, Colin Hayes for a long time, uh, lived with Colin for a while. It's a no from me, Kev. Okay. Uh, what about Jimmy Bob? Oh, oh, you know, you know, hang on, hang on. 
Hang on, Steve. You know what her surname is. Later. Don't, don't. Later. Later. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Barnsey. Yeah. Farnsey. Yeah. Keithy Urban. No. Ooh. 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 Geez, he sold a lot of records. He saw a lot yeah. of records. Yeah. Yeah, McDonald's sell a lot of burgers, but doesn't mean they're not shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of funny. Look, I think he's a great guitarist, but I hate his songs. I think his songs are just all sound like you know track three, side two, fillers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kylie. Yep. Yep. Margot Robbie. Definitely. Yep. yep. Nicole Kidman, Mrs. Keith Urban. She's born the wife. No, Keith Urban's Mrs. Kidman. Mm, yeah, it's, it's dead right. <laughs> um, oh. You're an Academy Awards. You've got all those things. I mean, she's a powerful, powerful woman in terms of as a producer and that now with Little Eyes and all those uh, yeah. shows that she's producing. So I think she – I'm not a fan no. by any stretch of the imagination except my memory of her walking into Fox when she did that movie with Sam Neill and I bloody near broke my neck looking, uh, looking at it because she was – the traffic stopping to look at. Um, and you broke your zipper that day too. Well, I know my neck more than my zipper. I think she's a great actress. You don't? Mm. You do or you I don't, Fanny? great actress. I do, 100%. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, I, I, I think she's a great actress, but she picks roles that are good to show off her acting. Oh, well, that's and smart. Often it, and often it's a story that we don't want to hear. So I reckon for a great actress, she has made more shit movies than nearly anybody else I know. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. I know I know you don't like Eyes Wide Shut. Well, I haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut, but Days of Thunder, she's 23 and she's a neurosurgeon. Give me the rest. Now, Brian, and, uh, can you get that neurosurgeon to bring you back up into uh, out of your esophagus and back up into the... Sorry, the, I was uh, just on the balcony having a little smoke. Well, don't. Uh, well, do, do what Fanny's doing. Just lie in your bed and vape. Um, now, I don't know. I don't know this person. You might have helped me with this one. Joel Little, a record producer and musician. I know little of Joel. I know little of Joel too. In fact, I know none of Hardly Joel. Hardly worth an icon. Yeah. Hardly worth icon. Would have thought so. Can you fill us in on Joel, Fanny? You've got to be kidding! That, that that is whoever wrote this list. That's that's that his nephew or something. I never heard of him. Julia Morris is Julia Morris an Australian icon? She's a New Zealand singer who is quite respected. No, 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 not yeah, no. Julia Morris, the uh, not Jenny Morris. Yeah, not Jenny. Julia Morris, the uh, the comedian and television presenter of get, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It's a it's a no for me. I like her, but it's a no for me. She's not an icon. She's just getting the job done. Yeah, I would have thought she's a TV star, not an icon. Yeah. That's right. She's as funny as COVID. <laughs> singer, singer, songwriter, producer, and DJ Kevin Parker. Park it somewhere else, pal. Hmm. Uh, news journalist and television presenter, and uh, I think on a 
She on a new breed tab with Ray Martin, Lili Chin. Lili Chin. Well, she's probably just there to show diversity. Oh, I'm not sure she's an uh, icon. I mean, she's very well it, known. It, she's, it, it, she's, you know, it's, the, it's the thing you're most well known for is doing an Uber Eats ad. That's hardly icon material for me. Yeah. All right. Um, Magda Sabansky. Bonnie? Yes. Okay. Right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's 50-50 on that one. Don't like it. Always funny, always interesting. Yeah, and no, I agree with the, both those two things. I know they're always funny, but um, uh, yeah, interesting. She's always an interesting human being. Um, yeah. uh, Naomi Watts, the actress. Just about. King Kong was a huge movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she probably needs another blockbuster or two under her belt and then she'll be an icon. Yeah, a bit, a bit in the shadow of uh, Nicole, isn't she, somewhat? Unfortunately, yeah. I think she. I, I think she's great. She was in Mulholland Drive. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She no, I think she's very good. No, very good. I like her a lot. I like her. her and Rose Byrne. I think are two very good actresses. Um, what about Nick Cave, Mano? <laughs> Look, I can't say that I really enjoy a lot of his music, but I do respect the bravery of some of the things that he's done, um, and you know. Cracked it overseas, so he never got a bad review in Australia because he was huge in England when nobody was cracking it in England, him and the Saints. So once again, you know, great reviews from England, so therefore you get great reviews here. But I think he's got a body of work that probably does deserve to be an icon. He wrote that movie, The Proposition, which is a pretty good movie. I think he's written another one. Um, and he has a totally unique way of performing. So yes for me. After yep. much deliberation. Finally, you like his work, Nick Cave? Well, I think the the legend outstrips the talent, but, you know, he was always going to be on Rolling Stone's top 50 list. I mean, you've got to be, you've got to be cool, you've got to be avant-garde, you've got to be controversial, you've got to, you've got to be a serious drug addict. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Reese Darby, actor and comedian. So I don't know, Reese. The top mid? No. No, Reese can barbie no? off. Yeah, not, no, not, not one I know. Rose. I, I tell you, I know, the, I know the Victorian derby. I know the, <laughs> the, I, I know the Sydney derby. Of, yep. I know Darby's nightclub, but I don't really know Reese. <laughs> Neither do I. I thought Port Adelaide taken on um, the Crows, but anyway. Yep, that's the, that's the local derby. Um, Rose, now this says Rose. Then in uh, in brackets, Black Pink, a K-pop singer and dancer. I think she might be Sticky Vicky's uh, a daughter that she never talks about. Not sure. I think she can FRO. Okay. Um, yeah. and K- K-pop is to, K-pop is to music. <laughs> what pop tarts is to food. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rose Byrne. And she is a pop tart. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it. Rose Byrne, who I mentioned earlier, um, she's not an icon. She's a very good actress um, and, yeah. v- and very funny in those commercials she's doing with Bobby Carnavali at the moment on television. Uh, but uh, not an icon, I wouldn't have thought. I agree. And uh, two, no, oh, sorry, two to finish. Uh, Rebel Wilson, funny. Oh, not for mine, but I guess. 
I don't know. No, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. Brian, Rebel Wilson. Now you'd love one of you'd love one of her films, didn't you? I'm a little bit biased because I played her dad in Bogan Pride. That's right. That's why and, you loved it. And, yeah. So, um, and I was really impressed with the fact that she wrote the show. Okay. Um, she's not just you know she's actually she talks you know the way she does in the movies, but she's actually pretty switched on. Um, but I think she's probably a couple of movies away from Icon. What about Richard Wilkins to finish up? Oh, <laughs> All right, put the whole f-ing list in my bin. <laughs> I'll put Molly in ahead of Richard Wilkins. Well, I'll that's put, one name that um, immediately struck uh, my uh, straight into my head was that why isn't Molly on it? Um, Molly is the icon. Farnham, Barnsley, um, Gidinski, I think you could put in there as well. Um, Shirley Strawn. Yeah, I'm not sure the criteria Michael, about Michael um, Hutchins. Where was Michael Hutchins? Well, I was about to say I'm not sure of the criteria about deceased people, whether because the, the, there's no one in that list. That's de- so I think it had to be. I think one of the criteria obviously had to be had to be a living person. But um, uh, Mark Hunter would be worth putting in as well. Well, yeah, if you're, you've gone through icons and stuff, but uh, yeah, I was um, was surprised. Oh, well, see, Don Walker and uh, I mean Don Walker's still a relevant um, musical person. Today, your mate, your mate Chuckles isn't in there either, Brian. No, Peter Garrett or anyone from Midnight Peter Oil. Garrett, I think, and Peter Garrett and Angry Anderson, I think you probably say like songs because they're just so unique looking that they just tattooed on our brain. Well, I think Peter uh, Garrett, in terms of uh, you know what he, he, if you look at his body yeah. of work as a as an entertainer and as a, a political activist and politician and stuff. Uh, and let's not forget what he did with the pink bats. Well, you know, shut up. Um, I just I'm surprised that he's he hasn't made it in there. Anyway, that's yeah. that's the list. That's the Rolling Stone list of the. I would, I would have put in. Can we all? Can we each add one? Yeah, go on. Who would you have put in? Scott Ryan. Scott Wind. Ryan. Oh, Scott Ryan. Yep. Is he Mister In Between? Yep. Yeah. He's very good. He wrote it. He starred in it. And I just think you're an Australian icon. Now, I know that's what he's done and I don't know if he's done anything else, but that's iconic. And it's an Australian who wrote it and starred in it, you know, a series from nowhere and I think it was pretty brilliant. Oh, it's a, a, absolutely sensational series. Loved it. Thought, thought. Yep. Thought it had a couple of sus episodes in the final series, but uh, for the most part, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bloody good, bloody good, really well done. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say Barry Humphreys, but he's dead, so okay. That's where I think but, uh, all those people fall into a different category. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we'll leave them out. But um, you know, whether you like his career or not, he is an Australian icon, and I speak of Kamal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we watched him on TV for years and years. Um, well, Daryl Summers probably fits in there somewhere too, I suppose. Well, I guess you'd say Daryl Summers. Yeah, I think Daryl Summers would fit in. But there's not a lot of there's not a not a lot of actual TV people uh, in this. Bert Newton. Yeah, well, it's deceased oh, again. Um, no, Kyle Sandilands. Uh, you know, obviously no. glaring omission. Finally, would have put him in straight away. Look, I'm going to I'm going to come out on record and say if Carl Barron's in there, then every Australian except for Craig Hutchison 
and the bloke who owns the Chinese two dollar shop should feel great. <laughs> and uh, that's so nothing against Carl. Nothing against Carl Barron, but how did they? How did they feel like? I'd put Brian Nankervis before Carl Barron. Yeah, yeah, I, me too. I mean, there's or, thousands um, I could think think of before what, Carl Barron. What's the Scottish guy? He's pretty good. Jim Owen. No, he's Irish. Yeah, he's good. He's oh, a- we don't care whether they're New Zealand. We're all of Irish heritage, aren't we? I don't know. Manic certainly is. All right, leave out. Yep, they're out. There you go. So I'm sure it's one of those it's one of those list things too that they love to leave people out and uh, on purpose almost so as they get some sort of debate about it. So um, interesting, interesting exercise in uh, in Australian culture. I like that one. There you go. Well, next week we'll do the Women of the Year. Have to nominate your Women of the Year, and the and the, for the final show of the year, the week after, we'll do the Men of the Year. No, Which clearly will be, you know. Down and, we're, and we're done. That's going to be a short episode. It'll be Kevin <laughs> Elliott, Mark Fine, Brian Mannix. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Yeah. And funnily enough, we'll be named in the Women of the Year as well. Uh, but uh, <laughs> them's the breaks. Uh, have a lovely week. Were you, you tat, tatting up this week, Fine, or are we keeping the ink dry? No, no, i got a big one on Wednesday. Oh, what are we getting done? Really? Well, I'm continuing on the big dragon on that takes up everything from you know, it's, it's sort of um, touching distance to my genitals right up to my chest and over the ribs. Ooh, I'll tell you what. I knew a girl, I knew a girl like they, that. They bloody hurt. Yes, I'm sure it does. Are you, uh, you on the ink this week, Brian, yourself? What are you up to? Um, no. Um, well, it's recovery day today because, you know, being in Melbourne for three days and that was the thing. So, uh, it's called thawing out, Max. Day. Sorry, tomorrow will be get shit done day. So um, we'll get get shit done day. It's get shit done day Tuesday. And um, then, you know, of course, listen to Rock and Roll on Wednesday. Very nice. Enjoy your week, boys. I'll talk to you next week. God willing. Good night, John boy. See you, boy. Damn it. And, and I, I, I need to apologise to the legion of fans out there that, Tune in every week to hear just one more thing because I don't have anything else. Well, just one more thing. This week, Finey doesn't have one more thing. That's our thing for this week. Until Bye-bye. next week. Bye. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs>